0: Formula Access, hey, good morning. Today, I bring you a guest that rolled out the red carpet for my son and I at the Miami Grand Prix. You guys, Stefano Battiston invited my son and I to um, have a tour of the paddock. You guys, they rolled out the red carpet. I don't say this to brag. I just say this um, to kind of open your eyes and open your ears to the amount of effort that... Sauber Motorsports, Alfa Romeo, and soon-to-be Audi is putting into fan engagement to bring the people of their team to this show, uh, into your living room, to your TV, however you uh, ingest the sport as a fan. It's very important to them uh, to connect with you, the audience, the fan, and to call it this evolution of the team. Uh, we got to go behind the scenes. We got to go in the garage. We got to go in the pit. We got to go uh, on the pit walk. We got to go uh, just kind of hang out in hospitality and just uh, get to know their their communications team, their marketing team. Get an idea of you know how we can work together in the future. And you guys, this is a really really special episode. Anything that has to do with marketing, communications, commercial. Uh, these are areas of the of the sport that I just uh, I have a great admiration for. And this is also a connection from Jan Lafort, who we had on the show um, earlier in the year. I guess last year is when we actually talked to him. An impressive guy, former manager for Jacques Villeneuve. Um, just an unbelievable guy. If you haven't listened to it, man, go back and check it out. But uh, he brought Stefano into sauber motorsport and um they are definitely cut from the same cloth so guys i appreciate you listening to the show uh pardon the week off i've got a bunch of episodes locked in with um final approval we've got episodes coming from ferrari from shell from uh mercedes uh we've got people coming from all over we have a young driver coming in from f4 that is making his move into um usf as well so he's coming to the us his family just moved to florida you guys super excited got a lot of exciting things going on more to come keep it up appreciate the the engagement i appreciate the comments i appreciate the messages enjoy Formula Access, welcome. Today, we bring a personal guest. Um, Today, we have a guest that we have been trying to schedule and put together for probably six plus months now. Uh, We finally got our schedules aligned. We finally got everything ready. Uh, Today, we bring you Stefano Battison of Sauber Alfa Romeo, soon to be Audi um Stefano welcome hi well
1: well thanks for having me um it's a pleasure to be here and to talk about the sports and what we love
0: so so Stefano and I met actually at the Miami Grand Prix which is why I have it in the background here uh normally I try to pick a race uh that is you know important or instrumental um within the team that I'm talking to frankly you know Stefano, you and Will and and your team just uh, rolled out the red carpet for my son and I in Miami. And I just, I am so grateful for that. Like that was actually a really, really cool experience. And uh, my son still talks about it. He has gone from like quasi interested in Formula One, you know, wants to be a motorsport engineer just in general to like now his iPhone wallpaper is Formula One. He is on the racing sim racing in Formula One cars instead of drift cars. And like, it was it was really impactful. So as a dad, man, I just I really appreciate what you guys did.
1: Thank you. Well, you're welcome. I hope the, the screensaver of your son is, uh, is an Alfa Romeo F1 car. <laughs> then we made everything. <laughs> then everything worked out how we wanted. No, I mean, if this is this is why we're here for. I think this is um, sharing the passion and um, together with guys like you, together with fans is is what it's all about in Formula 1. This is why this sport is so successful. And we always say that it's the biggest team sports in the world at the end of the day. And I think this is what you only see if you're once on track and you're able to see all the details and all the work that is put in to these two cars that at the end of the day or on Sunday are, are racing. But if you see the whole behind the scenes this is what we, what is really impress, impressive, and um, yeah, I we appreciate it to have you both um, with us, and uh, even greater that we have a new or a bigger F one fan now with your son.
0: Well, you have one with me too, so yeah, we, too- yes, we already knew. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I you know I've had, um, I've always I've always looked at Alpha, kind of like the the scrappy b team of ferrari and um when the announcements started coming out about you know other other people trying to acquire the team finally becoming audi um i gotta say i promise i'm not like fanboying here because i really actually try to keep a very level interest in the sport i like all drivers all teams the sport like, I actually really enjoy the competition and the business end of it. But when, when the Audi deal was announced and just kind of having people from Sauber Motorsport on the show, Mark Arnal, um, Jan Lafort, I have this, like, really, like, profound respect for what you guys are doing and and, like, the long-term objective of the team. So not just, like... Slap a logo on the car, whatever, but it's a very meticulous, thought out, planned, intentional project. It's not anything more than that. And if it is, please don't tell me because I actually really like the story. But I just I really, really appreciate what you guys do. and you know, for me, the brand of Audi is really important, and when that was announced, um, you know, I reach out to a lot of people. I email a lot of people to come on the show and talk about what they're doing. And actually when I emailed the CEO of Audi, obviously naively trying to get him on the show, he he responded to me and we actually had a, a really pleasant conversation over the course of a couple of days. And I was just, I think as a fan or like as somebody that is like embedded in the outside of the sport, I really appreciate that level of approachability And like even yourself and and Will have been very approachable, very personal. You communicate. I just, I really appreciate that. So what you guys are doing, whether that's all you or just the team in in total, like I I really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, I
1: think this is something that makes the sport special. It's it's a very approachable sport. So to whoever you want to talk to, to whoever you reach out to mostly, Get the response because at the end of the day I said that at the beginning we are all also passionate about the sports and we just love to talk about what we what we love to do and it's great to share to share these experiences and what you touched based earlier it's obviously for us as Sauber Motorsports it's a great honor to to be picked as a strategic partner for Audi to enter to enter the sports um, from 26 onwards but still, I don't want to forget to to mention that, that also Alfa Romeo is playing a key role um, in in this development that we did as a team and also as a company. Um, because when, when we started with Alfa Romeo and when Alfa Romeo trusted in us and invested into Sauber and the team, um, we were at, an, at another level. And together with Alfa Romeo, we started this, this path, this journey, where um, we came to the point where last year we, we became sixth um, we were able to announce last year. I think it was 35 new partners. We have 50 at the moment, um, starting from a completely different number of of partners. So we 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 got to a point where we are not the B team of Ferrari, but we're an independent team. Um, we're a. I also think we're a respect a, a very much respected team in the paddock as Alfa Romeo as what we do. Of course, we are maybe smaller. Um, we are based here in Switzerland in Hinwil since since 30 years when we when we raced first time uh, in F1, but the journey we did and all the history we bring with us is what brought Audi to the point to then in the end decide um, to go with us as a strategic partner and to build th- this project or there enter into F1 F1 with us. So I think it's not only. Um, focusing on the, on the, on the future, which of course, as a company is great and as a team is great to have this future and to know where we're going to, but also important to, 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 to stay in the present and to say, thank you to, to Alfa Romeo and to, yeah. And to, to respect what they did for us and uh, what they're still doing actually, because we're still racing with them. And this is, this is, we're all very proud of doing so.
0: You bring up a really good point about the approachability of the sport. I I feel like there is a a group of people I'll call them what you want look at it as a very uh, a very hard sport to enter as a fan or as whatever and my my experience has been very far from that it has been you know very welcoming very open very authentic. And, you know, even even to the level of, you know, I think as, a, as an outsider looking in and saying like, hey, if I walk around the paddock or I walk around, you know, the pit lane or I'm inside the garage, you know, I'm around people that, you know, are kind of like separated from, from the rest of us. And, and frankly, like the experience that Dominique had with my son She was just like, you know, look for a 16 year old kid, like to have Valtteri and his girlfriend and, you know, um, Joe, like right here, like right here, the cars blowing out of the garage. Like that was probably slightly overwhelming for him at the moment, but she was so sweet and just playing with him and joking with him on the comms and like just making him feel comfortable. Like I, I just, I, I was looking at that situation, not really as a father, but just like as a customer experience or like a fan experience and engagement, I was really impressed by that. And I look as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, like that's stuff that I always am aware of in any situation or scenario that I'm around. And I got to say, like, as a leader, I was very impressed with your team, like very, very impressed with the way that you guys handled yourselves. And, you know, not just us, but like everyone that was... You know in our vicinity as well so anyway just to let the audience
1: (laughs) i mean that's that's very very nice and and great to hear um because i don't know if you've seen but the the claim we have or our credo our motto that we that we live as a small team maybe as well is is to get closer um the get closer campaign that we're running at the moment and what we mean with Get closer is that that exactly what you described before, we want um we want to get all our stakeholders, speed fans, media, um, partners, um, team members, and so on. We want them to be part of our family and we want them to experience what we experience on a daily basis because because we know that we can't take this for granted. So maybe we race we travel from one race to the other, we see it every weekend, but but at the same time, we always say in our briefings that Let's, as I said, don't take it for granted because for most of the people coming to the paddock, it's the first time in their lives. So let's make it a memorable one that they will talk about it for years and we have it in our hands. And at the end of the day, it's it's a human being, it's a human approach, um, just letting people enjoy and experience and soak in the whole F1 experience as much as we can or as much as we can show and as much as we can deliver um of course we cannot show everything of course we cannot let sit everybody in a, in an F1 car but just whatever we can do um let's just let people experience it and and really yeah have these memorable moments and take it home as your son as you and at the, at the end of the day it's easy right it's human beings that want to have fun that want to experience things and just share the passion share, the sports, and and that's what we're that's what's all about in, in Sauber and in this Alpha Mayo F1 team.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So just to let let the audience know who you are. Normally I jump right into that, but I actually I was <laughs> I, I wanted to get into how how we how we got connected and just kind of my experience in general. Cause that actually I think from from my social profiles hit. Hit pretty hard. I think people are really interested in and in, and that. So so today, what what is your role in particular with with Alpha? I am the
1: head of marketing and communications for for the team. Um, so basically, what I do together with my team of uh, at the moment eighteen people, um, we are taking care of the brand. We are taking care of the CI and the guidelines. We're taking care of all the events, hospitalities on and off track. We are taking care of all our partners. So as soon as the contract is signed, um, they come over into our department and we start activating the partnerships. We're making sure that the partner gets all the entitlements, everything delivered. Um, we also make sure that the communication is, is, is working. So we're communicating around the team, around the sporting success, but also about the cyber group as such. It's not only linked to the F1 team. Um, we also have the eSports um, department within the Marcoms um, team, which is, as it says, um, mainly focusing on the F1 competition in eSports that we're heavily building up at the moment. Um, so this is, in a nutshell, what, what we're doing. So everything besides the sporting side is kind of uh, on our, in our department or that's what we're responsible for.
0: So, so the marketing aspect and the brand is always like the most interesting part for me, what you guys have done with your driver selection. I, you, we talked about this in Miami It's phenomenal. Like you've taken, you've taken Valtteri from this very clean cut Mercedes, you know, uh polish corporate figure and you've turned him into a personality which frankly is what a driver should be and like you know just i don't know what happened like during this transition but like all of a sudden you know he just went to this like really marketable guy and like i've actually really enjoyed following him i missed him from the williams days and like and he's like he feels like he's back And I just, I don't know if that's a, a marketing thing. If you guys were just like, Hey man, like, here's what you need to do. Like just run wild or whatever that is. But, but even Joe, like I, I I think he, he connects, um, a wildly valuable market to a team that's about to become, you know, something incredible and you know and he does carry that personality of of like a young lewis where he is he's a good driver he's a good personality you know he understands fashion he's not you know kind of that awkward kid that enters the sport who's like fully focused on racing doesn't understand like hey i gotta shave or comb my hair or like dress dress nice like this is a fashion sport like they get that. I think it's just a really great dynamic that you guys have created that did not exist before you guys came around.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's 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 also a lot of fun for us to work with, with Valtteri and with Joe. Um, and basically, it's, the recipe is pretty simple because what we try to do is we just let them be how they are. So they have their personalities, they have their hobbies. They have their interests and we just tell them like, look guys, for us, it's more fun if we can develop things together and if we can bring up campaigns together and if we can develop merchandising together and the brand together, than if we impose you how you have to be and how you have to look like and what you have to do on a day by day basis. So it's just simply more fun for the whole marketing and communication department. If you have two drivers that have their own character. And I think whenever I talk to, to older, more experienced um, business guys, they always or or fans, they always tell me, yeah, you know, the good old personalities in the sports, in football, in tennis, in in Formula One. This is what is missing in the sports. This is what 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 we wanted, or this is what we want today in the sports. And the easiest thing to do so is just let them be how they are. Of course, they follow the rules. Of course, they they go, um, they do what what. What we ask them to do, but at the same time, at the same time, they come up with lots of ideas, and then we just start brainstorming and developing things. I mean, we never told Valteri um, come and show up in a mullet. This was his, this was his idea. But what we told him is, then that's cool. Let's keep playing the story. What can we do to support you here? What, how can we? And this is why he came up with his own collection for for the Australian uh, Grand Prix in Melbourne. And and he said this is the first time I walked into the paddock with a tank top and flip flops and and we just said like yeah it's added value for everybody right it's win win it's added value for the fans for the team for the partners because the more visibility you get the more fans that like you the more the team at the end of the day profits from it so this is our mentality this is how we think or how we believe that the sports should be that the, that the drivers should be. And until now, um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's fun. And uh, it also looks to be successful um, in that kind of way.
0: So moving on to one of the most confusing terms to motorsports fans, what is an activation to you? I I, I get it. But like every time I hear that word or I'm around people and and that word is mentioned, people kind of like, I don't, what does that mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it's actually, it's actually true because before entering F1, I never heard the word as well. So it's uh, since I'm here and uh, Jan Lefort, that was also guest in your, in your podcast was actually the first one telling me like, yeah, we need to run activations. And I was like, Jan, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Um, So basically an activation uh, from our side is whenever we do marketing activities um, can be driver meet and greets, can be a special merchandising collection, can be a media interview, can be um, whatever, just wherever marketing and communications is activating together with a partner or running a campaign, this in our terminology is called a activation. If it's correct like this in English, proper English, I have no idea, but it's just the terminology we use internally and we
0: understand each other. So so, so in theory, if, if I'm a uh corporate sponsor if i am what is it acceleron if yeah. if if i'm in that and you know i have a hospitality package and a pit walk the activation is bringing them into hospitality and and bringing them to the pit walk is that more or less
1: yeah it's it's maybe it's maybe um the activation would more be if we have a driver meet and greet or if we do a specific digital content piece together with them, or if we write a case study with them, this would be the the activation. And the activation could also be an experience in terms of, as you said, a paddock experience together with them um, can also be an activation. So if you're a sponsor in F1, you mostly sign a contract in which you have certain rights and entitlements and activating these rights
0: within Sauber means that's an activation. Okay. Okay. And you guys are you guys are doubling your side your call it your sponsors, your partners within the team. I mean you're you're yeah. seeing the growth of the sport commercially on your side of the business.
1: Yeah, we do. I think everybody in Formula One is profiting from from the sports as such that the sports is growing. Um I think liberty and F1 is doing a, a great job there. I mean, also how the sports grows in the US um, with the whole Beyond the Visible series. Uh, Beyond the Visible, this is ours. Excuse me. <laughs> with the whole Netflix series, <laughs> just made a bit of uh, marketing for ourselves. With the whole Netflix series, obviously, um, this helps a lot. Um, still, you need to be competitive, um, and still you you have ten competitors or nine actually that you compete with also on the marketing side. So it's not that now the sport is growing and the partners are running, um, are are knocking on your doors and asking to become partner. Um, It's always a competition. So you always need to have a good sales proposal, a good product to to offer um, to the partners, which needs to fit their needs, their values, um, and also where they see a return on the investment they do on the team. So maybe if 20 years ago a logo on the car was was a big thing and um, today we're talking about 360 degrees um, activations um, including of course the logo on the car or as you see here on my shirt but also um, digital activations. so we create lots of content um, around the team or around the partners from mini doku series to simple photo shootings we provide everything so we're we're also a little production house or we're becoming a little production house where we create tons um, of of content or gigabytes of content um, for our partners and for ourselves Um, and as well we're, we're we're more and more developing products and services together with our partners because they also want to become an integral part of the team it's not just we give you we use you as a marketing platform but they also want to contribute to our success or they want to learn from us so we develop for example you, you named Acceleron. So together with Acceleron, we we developed a a a so-called digital leadership workshop where they come to us, they talk to our engineers, and they bring their, their management and their customers um to learn or to work out how can they profit and learn from our fast decision taking process and how can they analyze data quicker and become faster. So this is these are all things that we're developing now together with our partners, and that that are different to what you may um, offered to partners 20, 20 years ago. So it's just becoming a big marketing platform, and uh, and yeah, it's it's working well. So as I said, we doubled our our partners throughout the last year. Um, we're now at fifty partners that we're having actually, um, which is a good number for us and. This helps, obviously, the team to grow. This helps the team to develop the car. This helps the team to finance the whole operations, which is, is, is not cheap at the end of the day. And, uh, and sponsorship revenue is one of our key income um,
0: sources. That's a, that's a very important topic. I think that corporations don't always grab a hold of. I think they think of a sponsorship as a logo on a car, on a T-shirt. They get to sit on the sidelines and watch whatever. But you, you bring up uh, the point of, of leadership development. And you, know, when you when you look at business, I always equate business in my world to the military as well as motorsport. And, and I think that when you look at the world of business, it can oftentimes move very slow. And, and when you look at motorsport, you're in a world where like the blink of an eye is the difference between winning and losing, meaning you have to be accountable, you have to make decisions, you have to, you know, work as a unit. And, you know, and I imagine there's like cultural drama that exists in any place with more than one person. But like. In that fast paced environment, you kind of have to put that aside for a a moment to get something accomplished. And I think that companies should really look to that, to like develop their leadership teams, to develop, you know, their corporate teams, to to be able to move in a world that's very fast paced. And I think that's really important. It's like it's your your diligence. it's your discipline. It's it's all those things that you all kind of cultivate, but most importantly, like it's passion. Like you all have passion. Yeah, it
1: all, co- <laughs> yeah, it all comes back to the to the passion point. And sometimes I feel sorry to repeat myself so often and talking about passion. Oh, yeah. um, but I think a part of passion is it's also we have a common goal, right? So yeah. we all want to have the best performing car on track at the end of the day, because we know millions of people are following us or are watching us and you can be sure that if you work in Formula One, you have these two free friends that are texting you throughout the race, asking you like, why is this? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? What is happening here? And so on. But it's good. So you feel responsible. You feel accountable for, for what's happening on track. And everybody just wants to give the best um, of himself. To at the end of the day have the best car or the best performance on track, and here, of course, the engineers and the mechanics are contributing more to it. Uh, also, the, the the people working here in the production than maybe the marketing team. If you look at it from a pure car race car perspective or race performance perspective, but also we can contribute it if we have guests like you that then walk out and say like, "Wow, with Alfa Romeo, this was amazing. This was great. This is a great experience." So we. We have new fans, people are talking positively about us, this makes us, again, more attractive on the market, more, being more attractive means more partners, more partners means more money that the, that the engineers and the production can use to, be, to make the car faster and so on. So everybody is, 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 uh, is focused on the same target. We are also forced to take decisions. We are forced to be quick. We are forced to be agile because we can't just wait five laps and decide if we want to box or not. We have to take the decision quickly. We have to de- take a decision quickly if, you want to change, if we want to change um, something on the car before the, the training sessions. We have in between the, the, the practice sessions, we don't have much time. So we have to take the decisions. We have to, to analyze data and take the findings directly out of it. So if you're forced to do, to do it. The human being is, is, is impressive in that, uh, in that sense, because then you just, you just do it. And this is what often if, I mean, we have CEOs from different big, big corporations as our guests. And this is, I think what impresses them most, most, it's really how quick we take decisions, how everybody knows what he's doing, how it's really this choreography of everybody knows what the other one is doing as well and how it, how clean and neat everything looks um even though sometimes we know that sometimes maybe things are not working perfectly um but still to the outside world it looks like that and i think this is a this is a, a great thing to be inspired and i have many ceos that at the end of the day leave or, or send me an email after and said i'm so so inspired so for example one guy um i don't want to name the 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 the, the company now but one guy last year in in Zanford wrote me afterwards he said like so the curfew I installed this now in my company as well. My guys need some rest. So now we have a curfew from then to then. I was like, yeah, that's great. So you took something home and you applied it to your business. Um, and that's cool. So, yeah. We
0: you, you can, you can tap Will on the shoulder cause I can't see him if he's even still in the room, but strategy, the next, the next guess, strategy. I think that that's, to me is always the most fascinating part of, of, motorsport in general is just making that decision. And like, you have to live with it, you know, and and you can't, once you once you make that call the box, or you don't, and they pass that window, it's over, like, it's done. You can't go back.
1: Yeah. And uh, the pressure uh, handling with this is also not not easy, as you can, as you can imagine, and circumstances change, right. So we oh, yeah. were in Monaco, we had the strategy, Another team reacted on our strategy, so we immediately had to come up with a new strategy, then then all of a sudden we had the rain, so we, the strategist had to change the whole thing again, do the early call, which then helped us to, to take, um, to undercut some, some others. So it's, a for me, strategy is, is a very fascinating, um. Field of of our sports, and if you look at the amount of data they are analyzing, the amount of information they have, the amount of details they consider, it's incredibly um, complicated and complex. And uh, I have the biggest respect from all our or from our whole strategy team. And as as you said, you have sometimes you have seconds to to take a decision, which decides on gaining a position or losing
0: two it's a it's a it's a department on the team that actually generates revenue um, through points. So I, I, I love that part of the business. But all that aside, love it. Your team is awesome. Frankly, like just what you guys are doing just kind of having honestly watched it over the last eight months, nine months, as I've kind of been around the team is really impressive even in that short amount of time it's been really impressive but more importantly for yourself how did you get into to motorsports like were you a fan at a young age was this a dream of yours like how did this get started
1: so this is the moment i can start telling about me on the couch with my grandfather when i was young <laughs> so like, well, the- actually it was the case. <laughs> Actually, it, it, it's true because um, my grandfather, I, I mean, I am I grew up in Switzerland. Um, my parents are Italians. My grandfather is a big Formula One fan. My grandmother still is. Um, she's a big, big, big fan of Ferrari, um, I have to say. Um, still today, if she calls me, the first question is, um, how does Ferrari do? And I'm like... No, I work for Alfa Romeo and she's like, yeah, I know, but how's Ferrari doing? I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, so this is where the whole passion started. And obviously this was the time when Ferrari was driving with uh, Michael Schumacher. So very successful. So I just followed the sports as a fan, as a young fan. Um, and then I lost it a little bit to, to also be completely um, honest here. Um, and I'm the, the classical guy that then with drive to survive, I started to follow the sport again and watch it again and to get more interest into it. A part of that, I did my professional career. So I worked uh, many years in the automotive sector. So I worked for Hyundai. Then I was a marketing um, manager for Switzerland and Austria for Maserati. So i um, very close to, to Alfa Romeo at the time. Um, and I did one year at IWC where I met uh, Jan Lefort. Um and we had some chats there. Um, I was working in the communications and digital department. He was in the, on the sponsorship side or partnerships. Um, and we had some discussions about F1 and so on and so on. So I went back to Maserati. We kept contact, but not frequently. And then I decided to leave Maserati after, after four years then. Um, and uh, yeah. The day I quitted, I actually received a phone call from Jan asking me, hey, dude, what are you doing? You want to join the, my, the Formula One team? And I said, like, I love sports. I love Formula One. I love marketing. I love sponsorship. Um, perfect. Um, what do what do I have to do? So he said, yeah, come tomorrow. We have a talk. So I, I came to Hinville to the office and uh, we talked about an hour and we just brainstormed about several things we can do and and we just thought the connection is 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 here is back again um and then he said um well come back in two two weeks because you need to meet fredrik Wasser. i was like yeah no worries i can do that so i came here from zurich dro- drove all the way to to hinville um and jan was like yeah so we will meet fred Wasser but he said he had he doesn't have too much time i was like, yeah no worries all good <laughs> so i came to fred's office Two minutes like who are you what are you doing <laughs> can you travel i said like yes i can he looked at jan he said like Jan, you decide <laughs> was, like this was my this was my interview with fred at that time so then i had my interviews with the hr with Jan again and so on and so on and then i joined the team and yeah since one and a half years a bit more i'm now with the team um it's great fun with as you said, we've we've been able to build up a great brand, um, not only the racing team, but also a great brand behind. We were able to develop lots of things, and it's just fun. So at the end of the day, yes, it was passion that that started, and just the passion for sports, sponsorship, marketing that somehow brought me into the sports. And um, at the end, thanks to Jan to believing in me and 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 hiring me that at that time, um, one and a half years ago.
0: Okay, so. I always talk to people or I guess talk to guests on the show about Formula One being this very intimidating Hollywood like industry to get into, which is like, you know, you move to Europe, you go to Formula One Valley or, you know, Switzerland or wherever, Italy. And you know, and you hope that you'll, you know, you'll have access or you'll get into the team as kind of an outsider coming in when you when you sit down with frederick is that intimidating is he like a personality or is he just the boss like in your eyes in that moment
1: well i had the pleasure to work over a year with with, with fred and fred is a, is a great great uh human being i mean yes he has a lot of charisma like he's the one guy that when he enters a room he's like you feel it um, yeah. But a very down to earth, very humble, very funny guy, um, to be honest. But when I first walked into his office, I mean, it was Frederick Wasser. It was like the team principal of the Alfa Romeo <laughs> F1 team at the time. And, and yes, it was. I and mean, it was a, a special moment because you also, you're a bit nervous, of course, because you've seen the first time. And then he was talking like after five minutes seven minutes the interview was over and you think like oh maybe he just didn't like me or maybe but he's the type of guy he trusts you he trusts what you do he trusts his management team so he trusted Jan as at that time commercial director to that if he hires me he he believes i'm a good guy um and this is what was the good or this was great to work with red with because you really felt the support and you felt the trust to develop things and to come up with ideas and to 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 construct and to create something, um, and he really—I mean—he always wanted to be involved, obviously. Um, but he's a great leader, um, I have to say.
0: Yeah, no, I, I see that. He's—you know—obviously, he's burst onto the scene with with Ferrari. Um, but I—I I, I get that, and and just stories that I've heard from people that have been around the sport for for a while. So going going to the marketing, comms, commercial side of the business, like what sort of schooling? prepares you for this part of the team
1: Oh that's a good question um, I don't want to say passion again <laughs> um, um, well there are different we have different kind of roles within the team um, obviously we have we have we have brand designers that are more on the design side we have communication specialists so really on the PR side um we have sponsorship experts we have sales we have event we i mean we run a big event every second week if you want so um so we have also event specialists so there are different ways and different schools to to get into f1 i think some values that you need to have is is you really need to be flexible you need to be agile you need to be fast thinking Um, things can change in a minute Um, you need to have a good or you you need to have the love for the detail because uh, the mm. especially also in marketing like the details matter that like this is where you make the difference or where you can make make the difference. So basically, when we're doing job interviews, we're not even looking too much into the CV in terms of work experience that somebody has. It's more about the attitude. It's more about what what character they have. Are they? I mean, you can learn a lot, right? I mean, whatever. If you if you have the The passion for something you can learn. You can learn things, and and let's be honest, marketing sometimes is not rocket science, but it's also just applying things. So you can learn a lot, but what you can't learn is the attitude you have. So you have, you, you you're part of a sports team, so you 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 need to have this attitude that you want to win every race, or that you want to grow, that you want to become bigger, that you want to go the extra mile to become better and to make the team better. You want you we need people that want to work for that common goal of 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 being or of delivering performance Um, and this is what we're mainly looking into it's less about the education of course it's important that you did your professional career or that you have a background but our team is quite young so i'd say on average we're 29 30 years old um all young hungry um that want to do to achieve to achieve something so so it's also, yeah, it, this is what we what we're looking into. It's sometimes less the studies you did, because at the end of the day, in the studies, you learn how to run, how to define a concept and run a project and then finalize the project. This is something you learn in during your studies, but then in F1, everything is so quick, so you need to be as creative, agile, flexible, and just having this inner hunger to become. The best team in the world. That's what that's what we were, or that's what we want to become at one day.
0: You bring up a spot on point. Well, actually, two. First off, as a business leader and and somebody that hires all the time, I honestly like don't look at CVs or resumes. Like I just, you know, are you in the industry? Like do you know the terminology? But besides that, you know, it's it's about somebody's integrity, character, personality uh, their, their attention to detail and and whatnot. But alpha did something. Sauber did something like earlier this year that as a marketing person, myself, I, our family has a, has a marketing agency. And so like these detail, these details catch my eye, like immediately, you guys redid all of your headshots for all of your employees on LinkedIn. And like, you know, how many people take their LinkedIn picture at a hotel bathroom mirror with their phone and like the, the flash going off in half of their picture? You guys did professional headshots that were, you know, in essence, branded. That was a really nice touch to the brand that you are. And I think that like when you mentioned details matter, those types of details matter. And, like people pick up on that, and it is the it is the thing that catches the eye because obviously marketing that's the goal that's the objective is to catch eyes and so you know you you guys have done that really well. I've noticed it, so thank you in your illustrious career of motorsport what what has been your pinch me moment like when you just kind of sat back and said, like, wow, I can't even, I can't even believe that I'm here. Wow.
1: I mean, first of all, to your point uh, regarding the the portrays and stuff, I believe we can't claim ourselves to be the pinnacle of motorsports. Um, <laughs> when it comes to technology, when it comes to innovation and then in marketing, I mean, we want to, we want to be the same in marketing. We want to be the pinnacle of marketing as well. And these details, of course, we, we're not doing everything perfect. Of course we do mistakes. I think it's also important to me to do mistakes, to learn from them and to try things which sometimes work out very well. And sometimes they don't, um, but that's how you grow and learn. Um, but at the end of the day, I think these details matter to us, to our partners. And this is why you, why you work together with, with us. To your second point regarding the pinch me moments, um, wow! I think I have a lot. Um, I have many. The most recent one, uh, the most recent one was this Monday, uh, last Monday, when uh, we were featured in the Apple keynote where um, they they presented the new Vision Pro, um, and our car was featured in um, together with our partner JigSpace um who together with Apple developed this virtual undocumented or this mixed reality asset. And and we I mean we knew we were part of the project and we knew that there is a possibility that we may be featured. And if you then look at the Apple keynote um and you and you receive messages from all over the world saying like, I saw your car in the Apple keynote. Wow. I mean this is a moment when you say like wow that's great. I mean this is from a marketing I mean you're a marketeer as well, but from a marketing perspective, to be in that keynote is, is maybe something that is really, really nice um, and that, that that is kind of a pinch-me moment in my life and that I will for sure tell my kids one day. Um, and then others are just if you... We were in Australia, this was also a very nice experience. Uh, in Australia, the F1 did for the first time in the fan forum. Um, um, they hosted some comms people to be part of the of the panel there. So normally that it's the, the place where the team principals and the drivers go. So they hosted some comms people. So it was um, the three of us. And And I felt like, yeah, who of the fans wants to talk or, or listen to to us, like the marketing and comms people? I mean, we're not interesting at all. And it was impressive to see how many fans and how how uh, it, it was just a nice moment to be on that stage and talk like here, talk about the experiences we have and how we work with the drivers and what we do on our daily lives and just having this this amount of people in front of you with this sprinkling the eyes looking at you and you're just like wow it's 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 amazing to see the passion of the people and this gives you then even more motivation to say like yeah we need to keep on doing what we're doing and it's just great to see all this uh this passion from from all the from all from this audience so and i think i could come i could tell you another 20 pinch me moments where it's just I mean even Miami if you think of Miami you 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 sit there with at the table with people that 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 won an Oscar with with people that have a, super, a successful corporation or a successful business running you're able to talk to them to learn from them to exchange with them um so we're really privileged I believe if you work in Formula 1 you're really privileged in terms of the people you get to know the places you visit um the cultures you, you explore and you experience um first time brazil um after the when this was the, the race when luis went crazy and just overtook i don't know how many cars and won the race and everybody was cheering at him and there was this whole everybody and you saw just the the the, the poor joy in the in the in the eyes of the fans there um in interlagos or or if you go to mexico and you just have you stand in front of the podium with your partners, and then they open up the stadium, and you just see the mass of pe- the amount of people running to you, having a party, celebrating the sports, celebrating life. And these are all moments that I
0: think I will never forget. Just to go back to your, I don't think anybody wants to hear about comms people. Fun <laughs> fact Jan LaFort's episode is the most viewed podcast episode that i have and then the head of brand and marketing for aston martin is the highest viewed youtube that i have so just so you're aware you guys are like the superstars of formula access so anytime (laughs) anytime you guys want to see those numbers like that's that's where the audience generally gravitates to is you know how does all this stuff work and you know you you guys are like in the background and you never really hear in the media in the news like how all this stuff works so people are really fascinated by that
1: yeah that's good that's like a referee in the sports right the less they talk about us the better we do our jobs
0: (laughs) (laughs) so next question that i always ask is what didn't you expect from formula one like what surprised you
1: Oh, that's a that's a that's a difficult question to answer like uh, right on spot. Uh, what did surprise me? What really surprised me is the the, the team size, like the logistic behind uh, an F one an F one team. Um, for me, really, F one is the biggest team sports in the world. If you, I mean, we here in Hindwil are five hundred and fifty people contributing to this success or to the performance of the car, um, and if you see that really everybody has has impact um, onto it, this is something that you may not see if you're just following it on TV, because then you're mainly focused on the pit wall and the cars as a fan. Um, but, you, but then if you're once here and you see um, the enthusiasm and the, the attention to detail and how committed the, everybody is here in production, um, or also in the racing team and and here's, and supporting the race teams on track if you see that, this was something that really surprised me as I wasn't expecting it to be that big and th- that many people are working in it and then of course, the whole logistics aspect I mean I was in uh, last year in Miami um, somebody told me as they just organized the Super Bowl, I think some years ago, they said like what you guys are doing is bigger than Super Bowl. And I said like yeah we do this every second week, and he was like, that's not. I was like yeah, but this is what we do, and and the logistics behind this is impressive, um, how it works, and that everything has to be on the second, on on the minute, on the second ready. Um, that also how we work in terms of schedules, and this is something that that surprised me kind of because I was not expecting like this size of of, of a team or of of teamwork at the end of the day.
0: Look, I mean, in 2020, we all know what happened. The fact that F1 was basically slowed down for three or four months is insanity. Like you couldn't get, like you couldn't get a fast food restaurant open, (laughs) but formula one could navigate the globe and continue their sport, albeit different, but just the the innovation, the logistics, the passion to like make that happen is really impressive because it wasn't just Liberty or the sport. It was each team. It was, you know, you guys, you know, executing. On those goals, those you know things that needed to be done for that, it's really impressive. I think business owners and businesses in general should connect with you guys for partnerships and sponsorships just to have a lever in their business to understand how you react to something that you can't plan for and then do it before anyone else in the world is able to figure out what's going on. Like by the time everybody kind of was like, okay, I think I got it. You guys are racing cars, like business as usual, kind of. And yeah. I I think that that's like, to me, that has always been the fascination with formula one. Just the entrepreneurial is like, I've got to get around this to like consume it in order to execute my own things on the side. And I, I just, I, that's a really unique kind of thing that that you picked up on, and and I I appreciate that. What's been your biggest challenge, or like the like a like a, a lesson that you've learned in a moment that you can't forget? Um, well, this, this is, is how I proved to fans that this we're is not. This is,
1: yeah, this is tougher than my job interview with Fred Wasser. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh no just kidding um well what's the biggest challenge i think the biggest challenge is on a weekly basis or is the amount of activities the amount of yeah the amount of activities we have to run on a weekly basis i think we 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 did once the sum for last year We, we 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 did over Four and a half thousand marketing activities in a year, um, and and obviously to organize them, to execute them, to keep the, the level of quality high, to to make sure everybody is is happy, and um, and also to keep I mean to keep the work life balance if you want to call it work life balance in Formula One but to keep that somehow um, in, a, in a normal ratio um, I think this is this is a, a, a big challenge that we face every day. So the amount of activities we have or we we do run um, and just to keep up the level constantly and not going down or not having these downs um, where we just come to a point where we don't know what to do because you always have to anticipate. And sometimes I said, I mean, three weeks ago, Imola from one hour to the other, we couldn't go there. So you need to adapt again. Um, So I think this is this is the daily challenge the daily challenge we we do have um here in formula one or respect also in our
0: team where well, you guys manage it well what <laughs> what's next for Sauber like what what does the what's what's the future of Sauber what's on your agenda
1: currently we're um currently we're Enjoying and celebrating this this last year together with Alfa Romeo, as um, said in the beginning, I think we can very be very thankful to Alfa Romeo and and be proud of the journey we we did together. Um, this is the short term future. Then, then mid term, um, of course, we have to we will run a team for the next two years, which has to stay com, which will be competitive um, um, on the grid. Um, Without Alfa Romeo um, back as a Sauber team, um, which will be which will be challenging from a commercial side if you change your whole um, identity basically, because you go away from Alfa Romeo and you change again. And on the long term, we all know that 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 this Audi Works team project is coming closer and closer, um, and it's um, yeah two and a half years to go which sounds like a long time on one side, on the other side, you have to build up the whole team, you have to build up also infrastructure and you have to build up um, also from a marketing perspective, you have to do lots of work um, already in the next two and a half years to be ready um, on day one. So this is this is how the future looks like. I think the future looks brighter um, than ever, maybe for, for Sauber knowing. Where we're going, knowing what the project is for the future, having this certainty that 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 we're becoming this works team, um, it also comes with a certain expectation. So we know that we need to deliver um, until then, and from then onwards as well, because this is why why uh, Audi choose us as a strategic partner because they believe and trust in us, in our in our team, in our people, and and the responsibility we have is 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 big but this is the challenges we live for and this is why we are looking very much forward to this short mid and long term future
0: well as you're developing the marketing end of it please keep that audi livery in the dna (laughs) the black and red perfect the the audi livery perfect like just stay the course (laughs) don't
1: I will forward this feedback to the to the Audi design um, guys who de- designed the Audi livery for, or the Audi te- uh, concept car livery. Um, I think it looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I'm also very proud on the car we developed this year for, for Alfa Romeo together with the Centro Stile, um, as also this one is, is, for me, obviously the most beautiful car on the grid that we have. Um, I think we here at Sauber are known for beautiful cars so you can be assured that the car will look great
0: just let him know that since you compared me to frederick just let him know that frederick v2 made the suggestion (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna hang on to that you you already said it i'm never gonna let that go (laughs) that's good i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it at that (laughs) that stephanie Seriously, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for telling us about you know your group, your team, you know just your your origin story. It's it's really really encouraging to young people to hear you know that it is it is just a business like anything else. There's obviously check check boxes that are wildly different than most industries like passion, detail, um, execution, speed is always very very important to that. But it's it's really, really encouraging. And, you know, the the private messages that I get after shows like this uh are really encouraging to me to keep going because people do appreciate that and they do communicate that outwardly. That um, you know, it's encouraged them, it's given them hope to pursue a dream that they thought was once unattainable. And, you know, you guys, people like you provide hope to to young people and it's a huge passion of mine. So Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I think it's not only in Formula One where
1: you have to have passion for what you do and have this love for, for attention to the detail and be agile and flexible. I think this is these are values you can um, you can use for wherever you work. Um, before entering F1, I I did two months. I had two months of time, so I worked as a waiter at a friend's restaurant. And I can tell you that um, it was a great experience for me um, and even there, if you do it with passion, if you do it with this agility and just smiling every day, it makes also this and you can also have a lot of fun um, doing another job than being in F1. So at the end of the day, I think that this is the word we maybe used most the last hour, but it's it's all around this, this topic of passion and just follow your dreams and do what you like and do what you, what's fun to do. Of course, not everybody will be able to work in F1 as not everybody is able to, to have his own business or not everybody is having its own podcast. But as long as you do it with passion and, and have this commitment and enthusiasm for what you do, you will have fun and you will become successful one day. So this is what I believe in. And I think this is what the young generation out there sh-
0: shall believe into. If I could drop this mic or you had a mic, we <laughs> just leave it at that, that, <laughs> that's so per- I, I. A quick, like quick story before we end this, but I always had this fascination as a young person about leaders, like, you know, you as a young person, as a naive person, you get around a business owner, a leader, a big title, a big personality. And it's almost like you're, you're not seen. And then like, there's a moment in your life where all of a sudden you are seen and and i i attribute that personally to being around a bunch of leaders and just being one myself is the moment that a leader or a personality witnesses passion it's almost intoxicating to them because you're in in reality you're normally around a lot of very not passionate people and when you're around a passionate person it shows and it's very very visible and noticeable and you almost like I think me naturally as a leader, when I see passion, my mind immediately and instinctively goes, I need this person in my company and I don't like, where do they go? It's not even like, well, I just want to strike up a conversation with you. It's immediately like, where can I place them in my company? And you, you nailed it. You said just like you, you see that passion and, you know, Frederick saw you, albeit for two minutes. And it was like, sure, cool, Jan, whatever you want him, take him, like find a place for him in my organization. So seriously, this has been a fun conversation. Stefano, I appreciate all that you've done. I appreciate the communication. I appreciate just kind of the offline communications that we have to like, I think for me, that's always the most important part to be like, hey, great race, you know, hey, you know, saw this thing, I, you know, I'm really impressed with that, whatever it is, you know, or if I just have a dumb question, I can ask it. And you guys, Always. Are so I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much, Ryan.